Dover and Peterborough, Peterborough came back today, so just a bit Where tired. did you stay, by the way? Uh, friend's house in Peterborough, oh. yeah. So you were at a friend's house in Peterborough today? Yeah, yeah, oh. basically. It was nice. Um, nice yeah, and yeah, just came back, had some stuff, other stuff to do, so yeah, just tired, tired, but obviously from the journey as well, like it can be tiring. How long is the journey for? About an hour or something? Yeah, just, oh, just over an hour, yeah, yeah an hour just over an hour. Okay, cool. From wow. Pe- that's from Peterborough to the station, the station like uh, King's Cross, but then actually having to come back to Harrow from that is just a bit long, mm. but yeah, it was generally good, generally good. What about you guys? Yeah, man, I'm all good, man. Me, it was just a busy, busy week at work, man. I had deadlines coming in fast and furious, man. So luckily, mm. yesterday uh, was you know 31st of January, ended the tax year, man. So you know I'm I'm, I'm busting like uh, accounts and all of that. So tax deadline yesterday, busy day for me. I can Peace tell. to all of the bookkeepers, accountants, all the people doing this t- tax returns because I know it's a busy day for them. Right. So yeah, mad busy. Um, but now happy that's over and I've got another deadline coming at the end of this coming week. So yeah, man, so it's all busy. So busy. Adam, what about uh, you? Well, um, me, it's been a bit of a busy week because I've been in this office trying to figure out how to work out Pinterest. Right. Pinterest. Okay. Um, and see, I find it really interesting because I, I, I go on this journey where I start to look at um, when I start to research things, mm. I kind of go deep into it. Deep. Right. Okay. And I need to understand it. And for me, with I'm not a tech person, although I know it doesn't look like it, but mm. <laughs> I'm seriously <laughs> a technophobe in my brain. Mm. And it, it's like mathematics. I have to take a little bit longer to understand things. Cool. So um, with me, I have to watch a video three times, four times just to get the concept. Right. of what it is so you know for me I learned about Pinterest I'm still learning about it it's a search engine it's not even a social media platform oh, see. Mm. it's a search engine right. and um, if you want to do things like you know if you're interested in gardening hip hop whatever it is spoken about poetry yeah. right. it's a brilliant 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 marketing tool so well, like, it'll, it? it'll bring free traffic towards you that's what it is. It's the most it's like it's it's an underrated marketing tool. Well, I was going to ask because you said it's a search engine. What's the advantage of using that over Google? Um, it's in competition with Google, believe it or not. Right. So um, why would people use and Pinterest? It's, because Pinterest has got it's visual. It's a lot more visual oh, and right. easier to use. Um, uh, it's like Google. It's similar to Google, um, and it's basically. You, if you see something on the net that you like, mm. if you download the Pinterest, this Pinterest uh, Chrome extension, mm. um, every time you see that picture and you put your mouse over it, it'll have a little pin on there. You can pin that to your board, and you know you can have up to two hundred fifty thousand as a personal account, two hundred fifty thousand pins. Um, so that's um, um, you know you could have things in categories. People will see those pins, mm. then those searches will search that, and other people who search it, they'll come to your board so you can gain followers like that. Wow, boy, the only pins I'm seeing is when I go bowling. Yeah, that's the only ones I'm seeing. <laughs> you know? Oh, the, so, only, the only pins I'm feeling are the needles and pins in my hand every time I get it. <laughs> nice. I'm trying to do some work. Okay. So. Right now as well? No, no, no. Okay. Anyway, so the topic of the theme of the episode today is. 
Books that books that um books that what is it? What's the title? I don't even know. Books that change the way we think. Yeah, nice. That's okay. It. That's it. Yeah. So I can see we've got a selection of books here. We got books, man. Do you want to go first? Shall I spark it? Spark it. Shall I spark it? So, no, hold on. Tell me something. You need to come a bit closer. It's a bit, um, right. it's a bit right. madness. Let me get deep. Yeah, yeah. So what it is is that um, I, I, I just would like to know, yeah? Um, I think, uh, you know, books is something that some people are into and some people are not, right? Yeah. And uh, I think some people find it boring to read. Yeah. Some people read really slowly, like I do. Yeah. And some people read super fast. Yeah. Um, and some people find it really hard to take in information. Yeah. And I find it very hard to read. I just find it hard to read books because I've got a lot of noise in my head. Yeah. So, I think, I mean, what we're going to come out with today are, you, you guys are avid readers. Yeah. What we're going to come out with today just for the audience is like, you know, yeah. um, books that can actually have a profound had a profound effect on the way we think as people mm. yeah okay and there's probably back to back four books that I've read in my entire life yeah. back to back back to back although just snippets mm. so go on, go on just a little spark it off man well what I just want to say because um, I was never an avid reader from the get go do you know what I mean? It took me a while to get into reading. I was definitely more of a movies brother, more of a, yo, I'd rather watch the film than the book. Yeah. Because, yeah. You know what I mean? The film is easier than picking up the book. Just You're an audiovisual guy. Yeah. So I was I was definitely that type of brother. But um, over the years, you know what I'm saying? Um, I've developed a nice habit of reading. And it's... Uh, it's up there with one of the one of the nicest things, though, isn't it? It's, what it do you is. Think? Reading is a lovely... People, the readers out there know what I'm talking about. Like reading is one of the joys. Do you know what I mean? What do you reckon? It's more than one of the joys, man. It's it's more than one of the joys. Um, avid readers, people who love reading, would rather sell their house than sell their library. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the yeah, one books, thing. Each book they have has a kind of meaning. To it them, does, know? and it's like I would like you know the thought of my library burning down or something like that is like unthinkable for me like literally i'd rather have everything else gone you'd rather be homeless and have your books oh my god without, without my no reading books. without my books um it's, I, I don't know how i'd feel to be honest with you it's because of the profound effects that it's had and it's just undescribable. It's, it's like books are filled with words but there's no word to describe this wow to be honest with you so what 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 for you has, I mean, I, 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 I've known you over the last, what, just uh, a decade and a half, yeah? Yeah. Under a decade and a half. And, uh, you know, you, you've come to gain a fond liking for books. Yeah? yeah. So, over the course of time, what has been the most profound book that has impacted the way you think as a person? Aside okay. from stating the obvious. Okay, obviously religious texts and stuff like that. But um, I think for me, the autobiography of Malcolm X was definitely one that really, really, really changed the way I think. It's a big book. Uh, it's big it's book. a big book. I mean, the thing, I started off like you, Go House. I was a bit of a movies man. 
So I was always watching movies and playing games and all that kind of stuff. And I remember watching the film um, first. And, you know, the film's all good with Denzel Washington. Washington. He does an amazing job. But I remember having questions in the, uh, you know, when, you know, when I was watching the film, certain questions about, you know, why, you know, why was this happening for, why didn't Malcolm do this and all that kind of stuff. And then I think about a year, about two years later, I read the book and all of my questions were answered because the book is much more in-depth and I, care, I, I, I left knowing and believing that, you know what, if there's a movie and a book, the book is always going to be better. To be honest, it's always there's going to be a lot more juice in the book. But then once I read it, it left me empowered. But I was thinking, yeah, you know what? Just that, just reading itself, it was a nice thing because, again, like you know, they say that, like you know, when you're reading, and especially when you're reading about something that you're very passionate about, you're in a different time, you're in a different zone, literally. And you know what? It's like depending on what you read, you can learn different perspectives. So with Malcolm, there's one when I was reading his book, there's one thing I wanted to find out. I just wanted to know as the at the time of his writing the book, where was he at as a person? And I remember him saying in his final chapters that, you know what, if he had a choice, he'd go back and learn everything again, go back and read a lot more and all that kind of stuff. And it just really, really empowered me. And I was like, you know what? I need to do more of this. So the more I read, the more I learned. And the most important thing is my own beliefs and my own thoughts were being challenged by what I was reading. And <clears throat> some people might find that as a, as a difficult thing to absorb. But when you're challenged, when you're, when you're promoted with alternative views and alternative facts, and I mean facts, not lies, facts, yeah, it broadens your understanding of a subject. And it just, it just started from there. And I just gained the appreciation for, for knowledge and you feel you know there's a sentence knowledge is power you feel it when you read it there's a difference between saying it and feeling it and feeling it is on a whole another level saying it and experience yeah it's two different uh, worlds yeah you can talk about something you can experience something yeah so i know what you're saying so malcolm x the autobiography so how did that change your thought this then man how were you different um i think for me it was the start of a learning process. I'm still learning it, but you know what? One of the things I learned is that if you want to impact, if you want to make a positive contribution in this world, you have to learn about it. Like a lot of us, a lot of lot of us in in our movements and stuff, we're very reactionary, and you know we take bits of information and we think we know it all. You think you know the nuances and everything. Malcolm was always learning. He was always learning, and he was, his learning was different. He was reading, he was meeting different people, he was traveling, and all that kind of stuff. He was doing all several things at the same time. But the core thing was he was always learning. That's the core thing. Always be learning. And that learning got amplified when he left the nation and became an Orthodox Muslim. Now, that transition is very difficult in itself because you're letting go of your old beliefs, everything you've believed in. You've letting go. You're letting go of your old beliefs, and you're transitioning into something else. So that process of learning was always there. That's something that stayed within me. Like you know what? If I want to make a positive contribution, like make sure you're learning about the issue that you want to raise and you want to campaign about, and make sure you're reading both all aspects, all angles of 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 the argument, listening to the lectures, meeting the people, talking to the scholars, all that kind of stuff. 
and you're constantly learning because you can never know enough about something. So it's like the life that Malcolm had because he was doing all of those things yeah. that kind of impacted you. Yeah. Like, you, know, you need to be meeting these people and learning the literature from the books. And or the just taking the page out of it, which is yeah. just learn. Just, yeah. just, just learn. learn. Okay, that's huge. And Malcolm was the embodiment of a, of a, of a statement that Imam Zaid Shakur said, which is great leaders are readers, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're learners. Yeah. And that is something that I truly feel. Many people say that. Yeah. So that's oh. definitely one book that has profoundly affected me and continues to do so. Okay. Um, what about you? What about you guys, Adam? Okay, you guys, go. You're jumping to me now. Yeah, okay. go on. Go. Save the best okay. to last. <laughs> right. Well, books that change the way I think. Um, listen. Ms, you already mentioned the the religious text. Yeah. There's only one book, I'll be completely honest, that has changed even further than just changed my thinking, changed my life. Yeah. Uh, There's many other books that have had a deep impact on me and have been eye-opening and been beneficial and have also changed my thinking. And I'll get onto the, the, the other one I want to talk about. The first one, though. That actually changed my life just don't even not just my thinking mm. and it has to be this book here the quran the quran definitely but this is the marmajik pixel english translation oh okay and um this is the one that i this isn't the first quran translation i read i read, I read the yusuf abdullah yusuf ali who never knew a word of arabic wow Do you okay. know that i never knew that you didn't know a word of arabic but that translation is still huge he still but he didn't out. know a word of Arabic. Okay, I didn't know that. And uh, apparently there was a lot of flaws found in the translation. That's the only one that's been so widely distributed in the world. Mm, interesting. I would still recommend that that's translation. That's mad, isn't it, Miss? Um, that is a bit mad. Because you it is to, uh, need to know Arabic, it's still a deep it? translation. He may not know Arabic, but it's still... I'll recommend that because even just reading the first uh, chapter 2, Surah Baqarah, that I read from Abdullah Yusuf Ali, that kind of hugely impacted me. This one, I've mainly bought because it's all in English. And I personally wanted to buy a Quran that was 100% in English with no Arabic. So I could underline everything. I could make notes. And this one is full of underlining and notes and everything. Yeah. Your book's ragged out, man. And it's ragged Damn, out. It's man. about to fall apart. I need to sort this out. There's the sellotape on there. Use yeah. that sellotape in your pocket, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a translation of the this Quran. This is a translation. The Quran. And okay. I've read this multiple times. And... The thing about it is that um, it actually penetrates to your actions. Yeah. That's why this book is so impactful. And it, it wouldn't be like that to someone who doesn't believe in it. Would you but, describe uh, it as a book of metaphors? There are allegories in it, absolutely. Because it, it actually says that, you know, God talks to you in allegories. So there is that. But there's things in there. This It's an interactive book as well. Yeah. you know what I mean because there's certain when you recite in the Arabic there's certain verses you have to literally go down and prostrate afterwards mm. you're interacting with the text and it's a challenging book as well it's a it challenges book. you it's, I think it's beyond everything a lot of people say it's a book of science it's a book of metaphors a book of this that but it's just beyond every label that we can give it basically mm. it's, it's it transcends every label that you can give it um, every and, single word in here is when I read the when I read it, it's like I can see the the sacrifice that was given by the prophet and his companions. It's a, it's almost like this book is filled 
every word is filled with sacrifice mm. and uh, people who sacrifice their lives and their wealth and everything in it to bring this message across and there's a weight to it you know do you know what i mean there's a weight to it like mm. the, the early muslims especially carried very seriously mm. like they would make sure that they fulfilled everything that was every commandment given in here mm. every single kind of this like similes and things like that like the other day i was um i think everyone's had this experience but i'll just give you an example i was reading um one of the surahs and it's chapters a, uh, chapters and it said um have you not looked at the birds in the sky i read that the other yeah. day ironically okay mm. we'll get to your one in yeah. a minute but i was reading it and this is the this is the craziness about this book i'm not sure if that's the right word but the point i'm trying to make is i read that verse have you not seen the birds in the sky who keeps them up in the air is only a lot and as soon as i read it i looked in the sky what do i see a bird bird flying through and i was like Okay. Well, at least you didn't, <laughs> at least you didn't look out the window and you saw a bird on the street walking. He's like, oh, look at the bird there walking. Yeah. <laughs> not that type of bird. And oh, you're such a... Sorry, man. Not that type of bird. But this is the thing. And I've had other experiences as well like that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? With the text. And mm. other people I've spoken to, they have these kind of experiences. Yeah. And it's just like... It's almost like, yo, what's going on here, man? It's like, science, it's man. like crazy science, going yeah, on. Science. Yeah, so it's all types of things are happening with this book, man. You just, <laughs> you need to like just get with it. If you don't believe that, that's fine. If you're not a Muslim, just at least read it because it's a hugely impactful book on all humanity. Like yeah. it has to be one of the biggest books in humanity. It's also it? a healing as well. Yeah. It's also a healing as well. Have you read um Have you read uh the the Veda in English? I've read the Bhagavad Gita in English, not the Veda. The Veda is quite big I, I heard. Yeah, Bhagavad there's volumes. different volumes of yeah. the Veda. But I've read the Bhagavad Gita. I've read uh, the Gospel. I've read over half of the Old Testament. It's quite a big book. Mm. And I've read parts of the Guru Granth Sahib, mm. not all of it, mm -hmm. and some Buddhist scriptures. Um, but yeah, I'm just saying, like, yo, if you're talking about a life-changing book, this is it, you know? Because you try to also implement That's everything. That's a very read. small, condensed book, man. For what, like, is. I know the Quran to be massive, yeah? No, this is... And this is another reason I liked it. It's very, you can take it with you, yeah, in your bag. Yeah. It's very, um, very portable, very travel. I have a Marmaduke Pictorial book, yeah. a hardback. Yeah. Um, I sat home, I need to bring it here, actually. Yeah, I have a Marmaduke Pictorial book in hardback, right. uh, all in English. Right. It's good for underlining and taking notes. Marmaduke Pictorial is one of the early English Muslims, yeah. right? from the 1900s. And you know what's interesting? You know, Marmaduke Pixel and you, Abdullah Yusuf Ali are both buried in the same uh, cemetery. Yeah. Uh, quite near, either next to each other or quite near each other. I've heard anyway, in Woking, which is where the, you know, the famous Woking mosque. Yeah. Um, uh, Quilliam, Abdullah Quilliam's. Uh, yeah, Abdullah Quilliam could build that. Did he build that one or the one in Liverpool? No, he built the one in Liverpool. Yeah, no, but he was the chair. I think he was the chairman of the uh, something of the one in Woking. Yeah, he didn't build it, but he did take part in it. He was involved. There's one like he that. He built in Liverpool. In Sheen. Mm. Mm. Right. You know Sheen near Putney? 
No. You know Putney is? <laughs> oh, no. I know Putney, yeah. Okay, so Putney, yeah. it's just Putney basically. Right. So when you go towards Putney in the back streets, there is one there exactly like the one in Woking. They built that one in 1924. Okay. It looks exactly the same, right. but it's an Ahmadiyya mosque. Oh, okay, yeah? interesting. It's exactly the same. It's called a Fuzzle mosque. Okay. It's exactly the same. Exactly the same. I mean, the outliers are very different. Exactly the same. Mm. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a whole story around that. I mean, we can cover that in a podcast. Yeah. It's quite interesting. But the, 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 you could say the Quran basically changed your the life. The Quran is the only life-changing book I have read. Next okay, one. Yeah. Next there's other one. ones with thoughts, but that is the only life-changing book. Okay, so next one. No, we're going to go to Adam before I agree hit the next one. We've got a lot. Of um, okay. Okay. So, uh, actually, you know what? Cover your one, man. I'm going to I'm gonna hit my one. Well, well, you did one, I did one, you know what I'm saying? Okay, like... okay, okay, okay. So, okay, so here, here's my book. I got given this book in 2003, yeah? This is a, book, a gift that was given to me by a friend of mine. Um, and um, let me read out the passage that she wrote, yeah? This book should be in your inspiration... Uh, in all aspects of your life, um, hold on. Uh, open this book and read read a page when you are down. Don't let anything or anyone in your life stop you from your dreams. Keep dreaming, keep smiling. Most of all, always be happy. There are people out there who have far worse situations than yours. Always remember you are fortunate. Uh, how fortunate you are. Mm. Always remember how fortunate you are, so it's a bit messy writing. So it's given to me by a friend of mine many, many years ago. Yeah. Her name is Nazila. What, what, what year was that given? Okay. In 2003. Yeah, it was given to me in 2003. I'm just going to tag her in here, you know. Yeah, I'm going to tag her in here. It was given to me by Nazila in 2003. She's an old friend of mine, very old childhood right. friend of mine. Okay. And uh, we went to college together and stuff. Um, so yeah, she gave me this book and she said, look, read it. Uh, I was in my career at the time. I was in a transition change, yeah, right. in my career. And um, and this book, I can honestly describe it as the most dangerous book in the world. Yeah. yeah? And it's called book in the, the 48 Laws, Laws of, of Power, Power by Robert Greene. Yeah. Um, now, quite a famous book. Yeah, it's quite a famous book. I mean, if you go on YouTube, you can get a summarized version of this. This is the main. Right, right. You get booklet versions, you get condensed versions in books, and then you get YouTube summarizings of this, which is great. Um, this goes in depth. You know, um, in the wrong hands, this book is really dangerous, mm. uh, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Because there's stuff in here like. You know, it tells you how to conduct yourself in scenarios, yeah. Mm. And it takes it takes historical references and mm. uses them in a modern day scenario. Um, so I'll give you a law number five. Yeah, so much depends on reputation. Guard it with your life. And it takes a historical reference about a situation. Uh, where someone had their reputation tarnished and they annihilated that person. Mm. Another book, another sounds uh, quite raw, man. It is, it is. Another one is kill the sheep. So he's kill the shepherd so the sheep will scatter. Yeah? Mm. So when you're in a political situation 
and you know there's a leader of this is what happened to the Labour Party mm. okay they killed the shepherd and the sheep started to scatter mm. but then now was trying to come back yeah so it's a, it's a um, it's a political business um, and life book now what this did when I read it is it clued me up about people around me and I got to understand people around me and what they were mm. doing. I started noticing behaviors. Uh, and you know, they say knowledge is power. Yeah. And it made me very aware of my surroundings all of a sudden. I became my, my, uh, uh, I can only describe it as like when you, um, when you take a substance and all of a sudden your entire uh, uh, sensory system becomes alert to taste smell touch all of these things mm. this is what this book did to my mind it literally made me alert to a lot of people around me and i noticed on tv how the people were acting um i'd be watching dramas and i'd watch how people act i've been work scenarios and i think hold on i've seen this somewhere before mm. yeah so for me it was a very a very uh a book that literally radicalized the way I think. So when you said it is the, the most dangerous book in the world. Because in, in, in the wrong hands, play the sucker to catch a sucker, seem dumber than you mark. Yeah? That's law number 21. Yeah? Play a sucker to catch a sucker. So here, look. <laughs> okay. Yeah, play a sucker. So no one likes feeling stupider than the other next person. The trick then is to make your victims feel smart. Mm. And not just smart, but smarter than you are. Once convinced of this, they will never suspect that you are you have an ulterior motive. But the thing is, is that to have an ulterior motive and all that kind of stuff, that's kind of like for me, it just because I read the book as well, and it's very powerful, but there are rules in place, you know, recommended by the book. But for you to act on those rules, you have to have a, like a characteristics of hypocrisy. Sometimes you have to lie. Sometimes you. But have to this is what this book can encourage you. That's to what I'm do. saying. You have to do that via the rules. Look, look at this one. And this, is, this is what you mean if it's by dangerous. In the wrong, like Trump is a classic example. Of yeah, yeah, man. This, this, of Here, this here's one. Is this this is, this is law twenty one is him. Yeah. Sorry, law twenty six is him. Keep your hands clean. Yeah. You must seem a paragon of civility and efficiency. Your hands are never soiled by mistakes and nasty deeds. Maintain such a spotless appearance by using others as scapegoats and cat paws mm. to disguise your involvement. They, that's that's this, 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 that's, this, this, that's a many. That's many people. Yeah. Um, this was. Um, David Mandelson, uh, Peter Mandelson, sorry. Um, this was Tony Blair. That still is Tony Blair. Hmm? That still is Tony yeah, Blair. Yeah, it still is him. Yeah. This is um, Trump, Prince Andrew, to name a few. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, th this book is crazy, trust me, but this clues you up about a lot of people around you it's very relevant to today you know very relevant um interesting you know so for me this was a book that really changed the way i think yeah. 
and it had a radical impact on the way I did business with people because I got to understand a lot of, I mean, I'm a very good judge of character. One thing I have a gift of is that I can see things in front of me. Yeah. Um, I, you know, there are times where I've become rusty because I haven't been around anything. But I, when I see someone, I can literally depict the character straight away. Um, Would you so, say just one final thing in that book? That it can be quite a judgmental book. Because that's the thing that like you look at the, the, the law and you're like, yeah, that's him. That's you know that's that's them because you you're starting to make no, judgments. No 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 no. I don't, I don't think that is yeah. what what what. When I read the book, the the thing that um I got out of it was. Oh, you read it as well. Yeah, I read okay. the book as well, and I I put it down because I couldn't read it any, any longer. Um, I just felt as though it's instilling you some values that goes against my own very very. But business. the thing is, is that it depends how you look at it, right? So look, I'll tell you what. In part two, yeah. let's discuss a few other things and. And uh, touch back on this. So, um, Anchor FM listeners out there, we'll see you in part two. Uh, we're live on Facebook. So, it's the Facebook guys, uh, please stay. Uh, Anchor FM listeners, we'll see you in two seconds. Uh, sorry, was, uh, we will uh, speak to you in two seconds. Dover and Peterborough, Peterborough came back today, so just a bit Where tired. did you stay, by the way? A uh, friend's house in Peterborough, oh. yeah. So you were at a friend's house in Peterborough today? Yeah, yeah, oh. basically, it was nice. Um, it was nice yeah, and yeah, just came back, had some stuff, other stuff to do, so yeah, just tired, tired, but obviously from the journey as well, like, it can be tiring. How man. long was the journey, sir? About an hour or something? Yeah. Oh, just and over a half? an hour, yeah, yeah an hour just and a half. Over, okay, cool. From wow. Pe- that's from Peterborough to... The station. The station, like uh, King's Cross. But then actually having to come back to Harrow from that is just long. Mm. But yeah, it was generally good. Generally good. What about you guys? Yeah, man. I'm all good, man. Me, it was just a busy busy week at work, man. I had deadlines coming in fast and furious, man. So luckily mm. yesterday uh, was, you know, 31st of January, end of the tax year, man. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm busting like uh, accounts and all of that. So... Tax deadline yesterday, busy day for me. I can Peace tell. to all of the bookkeepers, accountants, all the people doing the tax returns because I know it's a busy day for them. Right. So yeah, mad busy. Um, but now happy that's over. Now I've got another deadline coming at the end of this coming week. So yeah, man. So it's all busy. So busy. Adam, what about you? Well, um, me, it's been a bit of a busy week because I've been in this office trying to figure out how to work out Pinterest. Right. Pinterest. Um, and see, I find it really interesting because I, I, I go on this journey where I start to look at, um, when I start to research things, mm. I kind of go deep into it. Deep. Right. Okay. And I need to understand it. And for me, with I'm not a tech person, although I know it doesn't look like it, but 
<laughs> I'm seriously <laughs> a technophobe in my brain. Mm. And it, it's like mathematics. I have to take a little bit longer to understand things. Cool. So um, with me, I have to watch a video three times, four times just to get the concept right. of what it is. So, you know, for me, I learned about Pinterest. I'm still learning about it. It's a search engine. It's not even a social media platform. Oh, see. Mm. It's a search engine. Right. And right. Um, if you want to do things like, you know, if you're interested in gardening, hip hop, whatever it is, spoken about poetry, yeah. right. it's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant marketing tool. So well, like, why is it'll, it? It'll bring free traffic towards you. That's what it is. It's the most. It's like it's it's an underrated marketing tool. Well, I was gonna ask because you said it's a search engine. What's the advantage of using that over Google? Um, it's in competition with Google, believe it or not. Right. So um, why would people use and Pinterest? It's, because Pinterest has got it's visual. It's a lot more visual oh, and right. easier to use. Um, uh, it's like Google. It's similar to Google, um, and it's basically. You, if you see something on the net that you like, mm. if you download the Pinterest, this Pinterest uh, Chrome extension, mm. um, every time you see that picture and you put your mouse over it, it'll have a little pin on there. You can pin that to your board, and you know you can have up to two hundred fifty thousand as a personal account, two hundred fifty thousand pins. Um, so that's um, um, you know you can have things in categories. People will see those pins, mm. then those searches will search that, and other people will search it. They'll come to your board, so you can gain followers like that. Wow, oh boy! The only pins I'm seeing is when I go bowling. Yeah, that's the only ones I'm seeing. <laughs> you know, oh, the, so only, the only pins I'm feeling are the needles and pins in my hand every time I get. Like, <laughs> oh, nice. I'm trying to do some work. Okay. So right now, as well. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so the topic of the theme of the episode today is. Books that, books that, um, books that, what is it? What's the title? I don't even know. Books that change the way we think. Nice. Okay. So I can see we've got a selection of books here. We got books, man. Do you want to go first? Shall I spark it? Spark it. Shall I spark it? Hold on. Tell me something. You need to come a bit closer. It's a bit, um, it's a bit madness. Yeah, yeah. So what it is is that, um, I, I just would like to know, yeah. Um, I think uh, you know books is something that some people are into and some people are not right yeah. and uh, I think some people find it boring to read Yeah. some people read really slowly like I do Yeah. and some people read super fast Yeah. Um, and some people find it really hard to take in information yeah and I find it very hard to read. I just find it hard to read books because I've got a lot of noise in my head. Yeah. So I think, I mean, what we're going to come out with today are, you, you guys are avid readers. Yeah. What we're going to come out with today just for the audience is like, you know, yeah. um, books that can actually have a profound, had an, a profound effect on the way we think as people. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And they're probably back to back four books that I've read in my entire life back to back back to back otherwise they're snippets so go on on. just spark it off man well what I just want to say because um, I was never an avid reader from the get go do you know what I mean it took me a while to get into reading I was definitely more of a movies brother 
more of a yo i'd rather watch the film than the book yeah, yeah. You know what i mean the film is easier than picking up the book it's just you're an audio visual guy yeah so i was i was definitely that type of brother but um over the years you know what i'm saying um i've developed a nice habit of reading and it's uh it's up there with one of the one of the nicest things though isn't it it's it is. reading is a lovely People, so the readers out there know what I'm talking about. Like reading is one of the joys. Do you know what I mean? What do you reckon? It's more than one of the joys, man. It's it's more than one of the joys. Um, avid readers, people who love reading, would rather sell their house than sell their library. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the They've one thing. Each book they have has a kind of meaning. To it them, does, yeah. and it's like I would like you know the thought of my library burning down or something like that is like unthinkable for me like literally i'd rather have everything else gone you'd rather be homeless and have your books oh my god without, without my no reading books. without my books um it's, I, I don't know how i'd feel to be honest with you it's because of the profound effects that it's had and it's just undescribable it's, it's like books are filled with words but there's no word to describe this wow to be honest with you so what 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 for you has, I mean, I, 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 I've known you over the last what, just uh, a decade and a half, yeah, yeah, under a decade and a half, and uh, you know, you you come to gain a fond liking for books, yeah? yeah. So, over the course of time, what has been the most profound book that has impacted the way you think as a person, aside okay. from stating the obvious? Okay, obviously religious texts and stuff like that. But um, I think for me, the autobiography of Malcolm X was definitely one that really, really, really changed the way I think. It's a big book. Uh, it's big it's book. a big book. I mean, the thing, I started off like you, Go House. I was a bit of a movies man. So I was always watching movies and playing games and all that kind of stuff. And I remember watching the film um, first and... You know, the film's all good with Denzel Washington. Washington, He does an amazing job. But I remember having questions in the, uh, you know, when, you know, when I was watching the film, certain questions about, you know, why, you know, why was this happening for, why didn't Malcolm do this and all that kind of stuff. And then I think about a year, about two years later, I read the book and all of my questions were answered because the book is much more in-depth and I, came, I, I, I left knowing and believing that, you know what, if there's a movie and a book, the book is always going to be better, to be honest. It's always, there's going to be a lot more juice in the book. But then, once I read it, it left me empowered, but I was thinking, yeah, you know what? Just that, just reading itself, it was a nice thing. Because, again, like, you know, they say that, like, you know, when you're reading, and especially when you're reading about something that you're very passionate about, you're in a different time. You're in a different zone, literally. And you know what? It's like, depending on what you read, you can learn different perspectives. So with Malcolm, there's one, when I was reading his book, there's one thing I wanted to find out. I just wanted to know, as the, at the time of his writing the book, where was he at as a person? And I remember him saying in his final chapters that, you know what, if he had a choice, he'd go back and learn everything again, go back and read a lot more and all that kind of stuff. And it just really, really empowered me. And I was like, you know what, I need to do more of this. So the more I read, the more I learned. And the most important thing is my own beliefs and my own thoughts were being challenged by what I was reading. And <clears throat> some people might find that as a, as a difficult thing to absorb, 
But when you're challenged, when you're when you're promoted with alternative views and alternative facts, and I mean facts, not lies, facts, yeah, it broadens your understanding of a subject. And it just it just started from there. And I just gained the appreciation for for knowledge. And you feel, you know, there's a sentence, knowledge is power. You feel it when you read it. There's a difference between saying it and feeling it. And feeling it is on a whole nother level. Saying it and experience. Yeah. It's two different uh, worlds. Yeah. You can talk about something, you can experience something. Yeah. So I know what you're saying. So Malcolm X, the autobiography. So how did that change your thought this then, man? How were you different? Um, I think for me, it was the start of a learning process. I'm still learning it, but you know what? One of the things I learned is that if you want to impact, if you want to make a positive contribution in this world, you have to learn about it. Like a lot of us, a lot of lot of us in in our movements and stuff are very reactionary, and you know we take bits of information and we think we know it all. You think you know the nuances and everything. Malcolm was always learning. He was always learning, and he was, his learning was different. He was reading. He was meeting different people. He was traveling and all that kind of stuff. He was doing all several things at the same time. But the core thing was he was always learning. That's the core thing. Always be learning. And that learning got amplified when he left the nation and became an Orthodox Muslim. Now that transition is very difficult in itself because you're letting go of your old beliefs, everything you believed in. You've letting go. You're letting go of your old beliefs, and you're transitioning into something else. So that process of learning was always there. That's something that stayed within me. Like you know what? If I want to make a positive contribution, like make sure you're learning about the issue that you want to raise and that you want to campaign about, and make sure you're reading both all aspects, all angles of 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 the argument, listening to the lectures, meeting the people, talking to the scholars, all that kind of stuff. And you're constantly learning because you can never know enough about something. So it's like the life that Malcolm had because he was doing all of those things. Yeah. That kind of impacted you. Yeah. That, you, know, you need to be meeting these people and learning the literature from the books. And or just it. taking the page out of it, which is yeah. just learn. Just yeah. just, just learn. learn. Okay, that's huge. And Malcolm was the embodiment of a, of a, of a statement that Imam Zaid Shakur said, which is great leaders are readers, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're learners. Yeah. And that is something that true. I truly feel. Many people say that. Yeah. So that's oh. definitely one book that has profoundly affected me and continues to do so. Okay. Um, what about you? What about you guys, Adam? Okay, you guys go. Are you jumping to me now? Yeah, go on. Save the best okay. to last. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, books that change the way I think. Um, listen, Ms. you already mentioned the, the religious text. Yeah. There's only one book, I'll be completely honest, that has changed even further than just changed my thinking, changed my life. Yeah. Uh, there's many other books that have had a deep impact on me and have been eye-opening and been beneficial and have also changed my thinking. And I'll get onto the, the, the other one I want to talk about. The first one, though, that actually changed my life, just, don't even, not just my thinking. Mm. And it has to be this book here. The Quran. The Quran. Is Definitely. Powerful. This is the Marmajik Pixel English translation. Oh, okay. And um, this is the one that I... This isn't the first Quran translation I read. I read, I read the Yusuf, Abdullah Yusuf Ali. Who never knew a word of Arabic. Wow. Do you okay. know that? I never knew that. You didn't know a word of Arabic. But that translation is still huge. 
He still but he didn't that. know word of Arabic. Okay, I didn't know that. And uh, apparently there was a lot of flaws found in the translation. That's the only one that's been so widely distributed in the world. Mm, interesting. I would still recommend that that's translation. That's mad, isn't it, um, is a bit mad. Because you it is to, uh, it's Arabic, still a know. deep translation. He may not know Arabic, but it's still... I'll recommend that because even just reading the first verse, chapter 2, Surah Baqarah, that I read from Abdullah Yusuf Ali, that kind of hugely impacted me. This one, I mainly bought because it's all in English. And I personally wanted to buy a Quran that was 100% in English with no Arabic, so I could underline everything, I could make notes. And this one is full of underlining and notes and everything. Your book's ragged out, man. And it's ragged Damn. out. It's about to fall apart. I need to sort this out. There's the sellotape on there. Use yeah. that sellotape in your pocket, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a translation of the this Quran. This is a translation. And okay. I've read this multiple times. And the thing about it is that... Um, it actually penetrates to your actions. Yeah. That's why this book is so impactful. And it, it wouldn't be like that to someone who doesn't believe in it. Would you but, describe uh, it as a book of metaphors? There are allegories in it, absolutely. Because it, it actually says that, you know, God talks to you in allegories. So there is that. But there's things in there. This It's an interactive book as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there's certain, when you recite in the Arabic, there's certain verses you have to literally go down and prostrate afterwards. Mm. You're interacting with the text. And it's a challenging book as well. It's a it challenges book. you. It's, I think it's beyond everything. A lot of people say it's a book of science, it's a book of metaphors, a book of this, that. But it's just beyond every label that we can give it, basically. Mm. It's, it's, it transcends every label that you can give it. Um, every and, single word in here is... When I, read the, when I read it, it's like I can see the, the sacrifice that was given by the prophet and his companions. It's, a, it's almost like this book is filled... Every word is filled with sacrifice mm. and uh, people who sacrifice their lives and their wealth and everything in it to bring this message across. And there's a weight to it. You know, do you know what I mean? There's a weight to it. Like mm. the, the early Muslims especially carried very seriously. Mm. Like they would make sure that they fulfilled everything that was every commandment given in here. Mm. Every single kind of this like similes and things like that like the other day i was um i think everyone's had this experience but i'll just give you an example i was reading um one of the surahs and it's chapters in, uh, chapters and it said um have you not looked at the birds in the sky i read that the other yeah. day ironically okay mm. we'll get to your one in yeah. a minute but I was reading it, and this is the this is the craziness about this book. I'm not sure if that's the right word, but the point I'm trying to make is, I read that verse. Have you not seen the birds in the sky? Who keeps them up in the air is only a lot. And as soon as I read it, I looked in the sky. What do I see? A bird. Bird, flying through, and I was like. Okay. Well, at least, you look, at least you didn't look out the window and saw a bird on the street walking. He's like, oh, look at the bird there walking. Yeah. Not that type of bird. And oh, you're such a... Sorry, man. Not that type of bird. But this is the thing. And I've had other experiences as well like that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? With the text. And mm. other people I've spoken to, they have these kind of experiences. Yeah. And it's just like... It's almost like, yo, what's going on here, man? It's like, science, it's man. like science, crazy going yeah, on. Science. Yeah, so it's all types of things are happening with this book, man. You just, <laughs> you need to like just get with it. If you don't believe that, that's fine. If you're not a Muslim, just at least read it because 
it's a hugely impactful book on all humanity. Like it yeah. has to be one of the biggest books in humanity. The, it's also a healing as well. Yeah. It's also a healing as well. Have you read? Um, have you read uh, the the Veda in English? I've read the Bhagavad Gita in English, not the Veda. The Veda is quite big. I, I heard. Yeah, Bhagavad there's volumes. different volumes of yeah. the Veda. But I've read the Bhagavad Gita. I've read uh, the Gospel. I've read over half of the Old Testament. It's quite a big book. Mm. And I've read parts of the Guru Granth Sahib, mm. not all of it, mm -hmm. and some Buddhist scriptures. Um, but yeah, I'm just saying that, yo, if you're talking about a life-changing book, this is it, you know? Because you try to also implement That's everything. That's a very read. small, condensed book, man. For it like, is. I know the Quran to be massive, yeah? No, this is... And this is another reason I liked it. It's very... You can take it with you yeah, in your bag. Yeah. It's very... Um, very portable, very travel. I have a Marvel Duke Pictorial book, yeah. a hardback. Yeah. Um, I sat home, I need to bring it here actually. Yeah, I have a Marvel Duke Pictorial book in hardback, right. uh, all in English. Right. It's good for underlining and taking notes. Marvel Duke Pictorial was one of the early English Muslims, yeah. right? From the 1900s. And you know what's interesting? You know, Marvel Duke Pictorial and you, Abdullah Yusuf Ali are both buried in the same uh, cemetery. Yeah. Uh, quite near, either next to each other or quite near each other. I've heard, anyway, in Woking, which is where the, you know, the famous Woking Mosque. Yeah. Um, uh, Quilliam, Abdullah Quilliams. Uh, yeah, Abdullah Quilliam could build that. Did he build that one or the one in Liverpool? No, he built the, the one in Liverpool. Yeah, no, but he was the chair, I think he was the chairman of the, uh, something of the one in Woking. Yeah, he didn't build it, but he did take part in it. He was involved. There's one like he that. He built in Liverpool. In Sheen. Mm. Mm. Right. You know Sheen near Putney? No. You know where Putney is? <laughs> oh, no. I know Putney, yeah. Okay, so Putney, yeah. it's just Putney basically. Right. So when you go towards Putney in the back streets, there is one there exactly like the one in Woking. They built that one in 1924. Okay. It looks exactly the same, right. but it's an Ahmadiyya mosque. Oh, okay. Yeah? Interesting. It's exactly the same. It's called a Fuzzle mosque. Oh, it's okay. exactly the same. Exactly the same. I mean, the outliers are very different. Exactly the same. Mm. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a whole story around that. I mean, we can cover that in a podcast. It's quite interesting. But the, 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 the you could say the Quran basically changed your the life. The Quran is the only life changing book I have read. Next okay, one. Yeah, next there's one. other ones with thoughts, but that is the only life changing. Book. Okay, so next one. No, we're gonna go to Adam before we hit the next one. We got a lot. Um, okay. okay. So, um, actually, you know, I'll cover your one, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit well, my well, one. Well, you did one, I did one. You know what I'm saying? Okay, like... okay, okay, okay. So, okay, so here, here's my book. I got given this book in 2003. Yeah, this is a book, a gift that was given to me by a friend of mine. Wow. Um, and um, let me read out the passage that she wrote. Yeah, this book should be in your inspiration. Uh, in all aspects of your life, um, hold on. Uh, open this book and read read a page when you are down. Don't let anything or anyone in your life stop you from your dreams. Keep dreaming, keep smiling. Most of all, always be happy. There are people out there who have far worse situations than yours. Always remember you are fortunate. Uh, how fortunate you are. Mm -hmm. Always remember how fortunate you are, so it's a bit messy writing. 
So it's given to me by a friend of mine many, many years ago. Yeah. Uh, her name is Nazila. What, what, okay. what year was that given? In 2003. Yeah, it was given to me in 2003. I'm just going to tag her in here, you know. Yeah, I'm going to tag her in here. It was given to me by Nazila in 2003. She's an old friend of mine, very old childhood right. friend of mine. Okay. And uh, we went to college together and stuff. Um, so yeah, she gave me this book and she said, look, read it. Uh, I was in my career at the time. I was in a transition change, yeah, right. in my career. And um, and this book, I can honestly describe it as the most dangerous book in the world. Yeah. yeah? And it's called the book 48, Laws, the 48 of Laws, of Laws of Power, Power. by Robert Greene. Yeah. Um, now, quite a famous book. Yeah, it's quite a famous book. I mean, if you go on YouTube, you can get a summarized version of this. Uh, is the, is this the main version, version, not the This is the main, right, probably. Right. You get booklet versions, you get condensed versions in books, and then you get YouTube summarizings of this, which is great. Um, this goes in depth, you know. Um, in the wrong hands, this book is really dangerous. Mm. Uh, and I'll, I'll tell you why, because there's stuff in here like... You know, it tells you how to conduct yourself in scenarios, yeah. Mm. And it takes it takes historical references and mm. uses them in a modern day scenario. Um, much, so I'll give you a law number five. Yeah, so much depends on reputation. Guard it with your life. And it takes a historical reference about a situation. Uh, where someone had their reputation tarnished and they annihilated that person. Mm. Another book, another sounds uh, quite raw, man. It is, it is. Another one is kill the sheep. So he's kill the shepherd so the sheep will scatter. Yeah? Mm. So when you're in a political situation and you know there's a leader of this is what happened to the Labour Party. Mm. Okay? They killed the shepherd and the sheep started to scatter. But they're now trying to come back, yeah. So it's a, it's a um, it's a political business um, and life book. Now, what this did when I read it is it clued me up about people around me, and I got to understand people around me and what they mm. were doing. I started noticing behaviors, uh, and you know they say knowledge is power. Yeah, and it made me very aware of my surroundings. All of a sudden, I became my my. Uh, uh, I can only describe it as like when you, um, when you take a substance, and all of a sudden your entire uh, uh, sensory system becomes alert to taste, smell, touch, all of these things. Mm. This is what this book did to my mind. It literally made me alert to a lot of people around me. And I noticed on TV how the people were acting. Um, I'd be watching dramas and I'd watch how people act. I'd be in work scenarios and I'd think, hold on, I've seen this somewhere before. Mm. Yeah. So for me, it was a very, a very, uh, a book that literally radicalized the way I think. So when you said it is the most dangerous book in the world. Because in, in, in the wrong hands, Play the sucker to catch the sucker. Seem dumber than you mark. Yeah? That's law number 21. Yeah? Play a sucker to catch a sucker. So here, look. <laughs> okay. Yeah, play a sucker. So no one likes feeling stupider than the other next person. The trick then 
is to make your victims feel smart mm. and not just smart but smarter than you are once convinced of this they will never suspect that you are you have an ulterior motive but the thing is is that to have an ulterior motive and all that kind of stuff that's kind of like for me it just because i read the book as well and it's very powerful but there are rules in place you know recommended by the book but for you to act on those rules you have to have a, like a characteristics of hypocrisy sometimes you have to lie sometimes you but have to this is what this book can encourage you that's what i'm to saying do. you have to do that via the rules look look at this one and this, is, this is what you mean if it's de- by dangerous in the wrong like trump is a classic example of yeah, yeah man this, uh, Here, here's one is this. This is this is law twenty one is him. Yeah? Sorry, law twenty six is him. Keep your hands clean. Yeah, you must seem a paragon of civility and efficiency. Your hands are never soiled by mistakes and nasty deeds. Maintain such a spotless appearance by using others as scapegoats and cat paws mm. to disguise your involvement. They- that's Trump, this, yeah, this, this, that's this, this, that's how many, that's many people. Yeah. Um, this was, um, David Mandelson, uh, Peter Mandelson, sorry. Um, this was Tony Blair. That still is Tony Blair. Hmm? That still is Tony yeah, Blair. Yeah, it still is him. Yeah. This is, um, Trump, Prince Andrew, to name a few. Yeah. Um, you know, this book is crazy, trust me, but this clues you up about a lot of people around you. It's very relevant to today, you know, very relevant. Um, Interesting. You know, so for me, this was a book that really changed the way I think. Yeah. And it had a radical impact on the way I did business with people because I got to understand a lot. Of, I mean, I'm a very good judge of character. One thing I have a gift of is that I can see things in front of me. Yeah, um, oh, you know there are times where I've become rusty because I haven't been around anything. But I, when I see someone, I can literally depict the character straight away. Um, Would you so, say just one final thing in that book that it can be quite a judgmental book because that's the thing that you look at the the, the law and you're like, yeah, that's him, that's it. you know, that's that's them because you you're starting to make no, judgments. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't think that is yeah. what 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 when I read the book. The, the thing that um, I got out of it was... Oh, you read it as well? Yeah, I read okay. the book as well. And I, I'd put it down because I couldn't read it any, any longer. Um, I just felt as though it's instilling you some values that goes against my own very... very but the thing is, is that it depends how you look at it, right? So, look, I'll tell you what. In part two, yeah. let's discuss a few other things and and uh, touch back on this. So, um, Anchor FM listeners out there, we'll see you in part two. Uh, we're live on Facebook. So it's the Facebook guys, uh, please stay. Uh, Anchor FM listeners, we'll see you in two seconds. Uh, sorry, we'll, uh, we will uh, speak to you in two seconds.